Okay. All right. We're back with another, and I do mean another, very special episode of Bigfoot Revival. And when I say special, there's really nothing special about it at all. It's just something I like to say. Uh, I am your host, the Sasquatch, and joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that has a really hard time finding comfortable shoes. The Eddie. Yeah, I've spent a lot of money on shoes that would not ever be comfortable, only to go to a thrift store and buy the pair of most comfortable shoes I've ever worn for five bucks. Sorry. Nah. All I needed was I, I need to hire me somebody to break in shoes for me. <laughs> they need to be yeah, yeah, yeah. worn. Yeah. And then they're good and comfortable. Well, uh, I found out that if you just buy wide shoes for me, uh, I've got, I've, I've straight up got boat paddles for feet. And, um, the only thing that makes that untrue is my toes aren't webbed. <laughs> I mean, and I just got flat, big old wide feet. So what you're saying is if your youngins ever need to cross the creek, you just go out there and stomp around and it's like parting the Red Sea where they can cross over. Yeah, they just hop on my back and I kick my legs like a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> like in the SpongeBob movie, because I know you've seen that with old Hasselhoff. All right, I'll there's take a, your word for it. There's a handful that'll get that reference. Um. We can't listen to you anymore if you're referencing Spongebob. I'll reference them, but I'll also say, don't watch Spongebob. <laughs> you want to know a quick way to go to hell? Watch Spongebob. All right. So, all right. So that's, that's, that's a bit too uh, controversial for my, my taste. Um, let's talk about the Ukraine. There you go. Okay. Yeah, let's reel it in. All right. So, um, I meant to mention this to you beforehand, and I was really glad to find this. Uh, John Harris has a a podcast talking about the Ukraine, and if you just listen to his opening, he really does sound like what I've been crying out about the whole thing, and we'll dive into that a little bit, but, um, but obviously, you know, he's more articulate, so... Uh, I'm just over here, you know, ranting and raving and, uh, I'm neither, I'm neither, I'm neither a Bigfoot nor a Christian, according to our one, one star. <laughs> yeah, we're late to the game. Even seeing that review one whole year later, we find our one star review on Apple. Speaking of uh, SpongeBob one year later. <laughs> You do watch. You do watch. I've seen enough. Uh, I reckon they're not memes, but the little short videos. Okay. Uh, and they use that a lot. All right. So with the Ukraine, uh, let, let's get some stuff clear, right? Let, let, let's let's start with what we know. Uh, nothing. Right. I mean, I mean, Russia invaded. Russia has invaded Ukraine. We're not clear why. I mean, we have we have ideas. We have 
our government is telling us one thing. Russia is saying something different. Um, you know, everything that Russia says seems to be, uh, I shouldn't say this, but, but what I'm, I, I think you'll know what I mean when I say it. They seem to be fairly reasonable if what they were saying is the truth. But I don't believe it's the truth. Does that make sense? Like, 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 like if what you're saying is true, this is reasonable, but I don't believe it's true. And, well, and I don't trust, uh, they've got a bunch of people in Ukraine. There's a certain part of Ukraine that is primarily Russian and that those people are, uh, Threatened. There's a bunch of neo-Nazi groups in the Ukraine, which I believe is true. It's, it's just so hard to, to decipher some of this stuff, man. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I got a job. <laughs> and I don't mean right. that to be ugly, but uh, it's, it's, it's just hard to keep up with everything, especially when you don't have a source that you believe. And this is kind of what I want to focus on. I don't believe Russia. I don't really believe Ukraine. Ukraine is not a bunch of angels that were just sitting there minding their own business, being godly, righteous people. And then one day, uh, Russia invades, right? So I, I, they are a very corrupt country as well. Mm. And so, I, I mean, and there's been stories that have come out that have been proven fake. And I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Other than there are Russian troops on the ground in Ukraine, I, I, I don't know. And so uh, it's also like whenever something like this happens, you get different sources, whether that be news sources or whether that be your neighbor on Facebook that are just yelling and or, or not literally yelling but just putting all of these things out there at once on social media and whatever other ways that we share information and just yeah this is the way it comes across and then you're left going what is going on yeah pick a side pick right. a side that's that's part of it right like and it, if you're not with us you're against us type of mentality on everything me um I'm not the most cultured. I don't know if you may realize that or not. And uh, <laughs> I don't follow the news uh, a whole lot. I try to keep up with what's going on. But instead of like what's going on from the information that I've gathered, listening to people talk, scrolling, except YouTube, et cetera, yeah. it's hard to find with this situation. All right. Where's the starting point? Why are we here? What's happened? What's going on? What's next? It just seems like a lot of random information all at once. And then you're left going, huh? Well, I mean, this isn't, this isn't something new to, right? Like, like this is part of it. Ukraine was a part of the Soviet Union. And while they were a part of the Soviet Union, there was land swapping that went along. I don't know all the details. I don't remember all the details. But there was land swapping. Uh, Ukraine had this, and then Russia, and then. But it really didn't matter because they were all part of the the Soviet Union. Then the Soviet Union broke apart, allowing Ukraine to be its own sovereign nation. Okay. And 
they are tied into Russia to a certain extent. I mean, it's almost like uh, us in Canada, I guess. Yeah. And that sense culturally and, and, um, um, politically even, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of parallels between us and Canada, even though we're not identical. Right. But, but we are, we do have a lot of cultural parallels and, and, and so there's a lot of this back history. Um, Putin is a Nazi. And I don't mean that like killing a lot of Jews type of Nazi, but like he's a nationalist socialist. So by the definition of what, yeah, yeah, yeah. not, not, I'm not trying to slander him and say that he, not what the media portrays Nazis to be. Yeah. 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 Based on like Nazi Germany, but yeah. Yeah. So he's a nationalist socialist. Um, and, 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 Let's be honest with you, too, right? I don't know how much anybody's familiar with the Great Reset, but you're seeing a lot of these countries who are pushing the Great Reset come in and trying to support this nationalist in Russia. I mean, they're not supporting. They're going against the nationalist in Russia. And to a certain extent, what you're looking at is you're looking at uh, a nationalist versus a globalist. Both of them socialist, but but a nationalist versus a globalist socialist. I, I don't know whose side to be on. You know what I mean? And, and I don't necessarily think we have to decide whose side to be on. I think we can honestly look at this and say, I don't know. Right. That being said, I think it's also important to say there are people in the Ukraine who need prayer there there are christians um there are just normal normal people uh, i mean who are just living their life and all of a sudden now here's russia and and they're in the middle of a global uh they're in the middle of a global uh the whole world's watching them so to speak right Right. That it's not just them in, in Russia. Like like everybody is wanting to get involved. Everybody is wanting to to say something or do something. And these poor people are fighting for the, literally fighting for their lives. Right. And you've got our president who I honestly believe uh, is supporting Ukraine because of the Great Reset being a part of that, that one world government system that they're trying to develop, but also protecting his, his, his resources because he's done a lot of corrupt stuff in Ukraine. I mean, where he's on video bragging about having a um, prosecutor uh, fired who was trying to look into the corruption with Ukraine and, and the Biden family. Oh, wow. Um, you have so i mean you have all that and and gas prices are going up food's going up you know inflation is 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 starting to to hurt the american citizen you're starting to see people have to pinch pennies you're starting to see people have to deal with the 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 stuff that biden's administration as a whole because of the COVID, 
I mean, I mean, honestly, they used COVID. It wasn't because of COVID. It was because of their policies mm-hmm. during COVID. Let me rephrase that. But I think also they're hiding. They're, the, the the COVID excuse is all is is wrapping up. So they're trying to come up with something else to to hide and say, well, look, you know, we're doing it for the Ukrainian people. We're doing it for the Ukrainian people. And and there you know, I may be wrong in that, but that's the way it appears to me. I I, I don't want to slander anybody, even if I like them or dislike them. But um, it really does seem to me that there is we can use this as an excuse to why our policies aren't working. Do more of our policies. Right. With same old song and dance. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let a don't let a crisis go to waste, so to speak. Yeah, and if there's not a crisis, create one. There you go. And and so there again, I genuinely believe that the Ukrainian people are basically being used as pawns. Mm. And there again, they need our prayer. They with need our prayer. Going on with everything going on, that's easy to see. I mean, I, I don't know, but but it makes sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm like you. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. A lot of that is based off of speculation, mm-hmm. as far as uh, uh, what I think is happening. But it, it's scary because these these are people who are literally being shot and killed and blowed up. And what's crazy? I was listening. I think maybe it was either Cross Politic or one of their daily news briefs, and they said that. Putin could easily go in there and wipe out everything and just take it all. But he's being precise in the fact that he's not taking out their infrastructure. And I just found that to be, I said, hmm, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, my understanding is that he's not, bo- it doesn't bother him. That, like he is actively attacking citizens and not military. Right. Uh, is, there again, really, what's true? What's right. true? Because I've seen the pictures of like citizens taking up arms to fight Russians and stuff. But it's like, if he wanted to, you'd think he could just wipe them all out. This is a good point, too. And, and I don't think we as Americans quite understand this. We're not talking about the old Russia. So when you say that he could just wipe them out, we're thinking of an old Russia that rivaled America. Yeah. Their economy is less than Germany's. Mm. They're not the major superpower that they once were. Right. And, and, Uh, I don't think they have the resources that we assume that they do. Right. That doesn't mean what they're doing is right or wrong. It's just, that's something that I've, I've, I've heard someone mention. I'm like, that's a good point because I I mean, I was thinking of it that way. I was thinking of it as, as old Russia, like mother Russia, you know, and, and, and this massive, military force that even the United States was was nervous to to mess with right 
Yeah. And, and, but that's not the case. That's not the case. It is, uh, it is, it is, it, it's a smaller country. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not dangerous. It doesn't mean that they can't cause, I mean, look at all the trouble Germany's caused over the years, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's not to say that they can't cause trouble or, or, or have issues. It's just that I'm, we're thinking of what we were always taught back in the day. And that's that like Russia, the, the, the massive superpower Russia. And that's why whenever I'm going about my daily task, anytime I hear a loud plane or helicopter or something go over, I'm thinking red dawn thunder Russians is coming. Not me. I'm prepared. Cross politic walking to this office right now. They'd be a, they'd be amazed. Really? Yeah. Every time they somebody brings up gun or armor or something, they're like, "Oh God!" Ah. <laughs> I'm over there talking about some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked in your office the other day. It wasn't really that amazing. Because you you you're packing. You're used to guns. Yeah. I've got stuff. I got, I got dead animals on my wall, man. <laughs> well, at least they're horns, not really the animal. Yeah, I say the Russians is coming. I got to get to the house. <laughs> or as I like to call it, the armory. <laughs> the armory. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, one thing that I think that we can agree on with the whole uh, Russia invading Ukraine is that there's darkness out there. There's darkness out there and it, and it comes uh, in all shapes and sizes. It it is, it is uh, it's here. So, one of the things that we like to do is pretend like it's not, we're not, we don't live in a really dark place, but we do. We really do. Um, you know, we, we have legalized murder of babies. It's, it's a dark place. Right. It is. It may not be as dark as others, but it still can be a dark place. Well, with Russia and Ukraine, you're looking at a dark place. Now, that being said, uh, let me read Matthew chapter 4, verses 15 and 16 and 17. I'll read 17 as well. And this is Jesus. He's uh, made his base camp in Capernaum. And it says that uh, 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 here's a prophecy from Isaiah, starting with verse 15. The land of Zebulun and the land of uh, Nephrali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light dawned. And that was the prophecy. And then 17 jumps into from that time, Jesus began preaching and saying, 
repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It said that Jesus went into the, the land of Galilee, the land of Galilee of Gentiles. Now, Galilee was, was Jewish, but they bordered with Gentile lands and had Gentile influence. And it was a dark place. And it said that Jesus made his base camp Capernaum so that he could go to the darkest place in Israel. And shed light. What Russia, what Ukraine, what America needs right now is light. They need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your dog literally spooked me there for a second. <laughs> like spook ain't the right word, but I just kind of was like, oh. Um, but to be light in the world. And you're not going to be light in the world by sitting on your hands and hoping that, that the world will change. It's not. You go to God in prayer and you pray for the Ukrainians. And if you're called to do missionary work in Ukraine, you, you take that calling and you go. It's scary, I know, but, but you do what God's called you to do. What about for us here in the United States who aren't called to go to the Ukraine? Be biblical in everything that you do, putting Christ as your first and foremost. That's what you do. You have children, you raise them up, and, and, and listen, I know somebody, somebody will be talking about, well, what if you can't have kids? Adopt kids. Like, like, don't try to look for excuses why not to follow the Bible. Look for when, when, there's an, when, the, when the enemy puts an obstacle in your way to follow Scripture. Look for ways around it, not to make that an excuse to why you can't. Mm. Right? So... Uh, Adopt look kids. For all the ways, look for all the ways that God is providing you with everything that you need to live a biblical life. Yeah. Because he does that. He just, he, he does. Sometimes if uh, you have to question yourself, if, if you're really wanting to do what's biblical sometimes, because gasp, it's not always easy to do the biblical thing. It can be hard. And sometimes, like you just said, you can look for the excuse not to, but more times than not, God has given you everything that you need to do it. Well, and it's hard sometimes because you have to look for it. It's hard because the world and the, the flesh never let loose. They they don't let go. Mm -hmm. And so as you're you're walking, trying to be obedient to Christ, you're constantly taking shots from the world. You're yeah. constantly taking shots from the flesh. And, you know, maybe you can defeat them off. And when I say shots, I'm, I'm thinking like boxing or something, not, not guns. And you, and you learn to kind of, you know, through scripture reading and growing in your relationship with Christ, God, God even, you know, prevent some of those shots from getting in. You learn to kind of block using scripture and prayer. Um, you you be you you know uh, 
you can kind of learn to develop these skills. But if you're not reading the word of God and you're not going to him, you're not going to learn those skills. Right. One of the things that I've recently started doing, uh, both in corporate prayer and in my daily prayer, is emphasize, Lord, um, keep me from temptation today. Keep me from temptation. You're the one who's over that. So, so the devil's not going to tempt me if you tell him no. Please keep me from temptation. Because I'm weak and you're strong. And, and, and so there's, there's tools like that that we can use. Um, does that mean that all temptation has gone away? No. Does it mean that I honestly have seen a lot of difference? Yeah, I, I really have. Um, uh, somebody might well say, well, it's all mental. Well, whatever. It worked. I don't, I think, I know it's not mental. I know it's spiritual, but it worked and you can say it's mental or, or whatnot, but, um, and so raise your children, adopt children, take your nieces and nephews out and give them the gospel, bring them to church, your grandbabies, you know, uh, uh, most parents, if they're not going to church, if you say, Hey, let me take the grandbabies to church, they're probably going to let you do that. Um, uh, and then, and then don't just have church with them, carry that on to lunch, talk to them about what was in church, talk to and reinforce all that stuff and, and make, you know, do whatever you can to drive the, the word of God into them. Um, what else can you do? You can work hard here. You can work hard here. You can shine the light of Christ in your workplace. Um, you've got it with this new job that you have, you've got a lot of good opportunities to do that. You, you've, oh, you've been talking about them. Do you want to share one or, I mean, no names or anything, but. Right. Well, I work in an environment now where the, the supervisor is a, is a Christian and, uh, he hasn't fully, haven't got a good grip on this fella. Sometimes I think that he holds. So I'll just say it bluntly. Sometimes I think he's one of them Calvinists um, um, um. <laughs> and uh, I'll joke with him about it. And I said, you know, I was thinking this and reading that the other day. And so, I don't know some of this makes sense. He says, don't worry. You're almost there. <laughs> so we have that joking relationship and, but there's the, the land there is fertile and there's a lot of lost people that are there too. Uh, there's some lost people that don't care to have any dealings at all with the church. They've had some, ex uh, some experiences that, that just turned their nose up, but I think that they were looking for an excuse at the yeah. same time, you know, but at the same time, there's others there that um, whenever they hear Christian conversations going on, that perks their ears up and they say, well, what about this? And it's not a, snide question just trying to get there's genuine curiosity and they're willing to listen to yeah. at least to have the conversation yeah now i haven't seen anybody come to christ yet but our job is to plant seeds yeah you know and there's been a, a handful of uh of those situations and uh 
yeah so uh, my my prayer is just that the lord would would give harvest yeah well and and here going back to the scripture you have um you have Christ goes to Capernaum because it's a it's a dark place. God's probably put you in a place that has darkness if it's not just straight up a dark place. Um, then he, it tells us why he went there, and that was to be light into the world. Now, we can't be light into the world like Christ because we're not Christ. What we can do is reflect the light christ so we let him shine through us right so you can't walk on water you can't you know you can't do all the the amazing things that god did uh or christ did while he was here um some of it you can i mean you know preaching and teaching anyways that's almost that's the point but what we want to say is that shine his light he says in the, in the very uh, verses 18 through 22, he says, he, he picks disciples and he says, hey, come follow me. And they, it says that they immediately did. And those disciples learned to become fishers of men, shedding light into a world of darkness. We've been called to do the same thing. Are we going to respond to that? Are we going to be fishers of men? Are we going to be light and darkness? Are we going to be, uh, are we going to hide our, our, our light under a bushel? And as the song would say, no, we're going to let it shine. And because we have a message that is for the world. It's for the world. It says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations all nations and you don't do that within your own power why because it says right before that for all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go make disciples of all nations if you want to see this stuff come to a halt it's not going to happen this year it's not going to happen this year in fact america's probably going to continue to get on that that downward trend But it, a lot of that's because the church got lazy and compliant. Mm. And we thought, oh, it's okay because we are part of the culture. And we see now we're starting to see we're not, right? Mm. And we can't be cultural. We have to be countercultural. And you're not going to be countercultural with a, with a, uh, a society that desires to be anti-God. They, they want to be uh, unrighteous. And that's why it, it doesn't do us any good for the church to stand up with Black Lives Matter or any, any other group of that nature. It's a worldly group. We don't want to have anything to do with that. We need, that, we need to quit seeking the, the, the love of the world and start fighting for Christ. Now, he doesn't need us to fight for him, but he has designed us to fight for mm -hmm. him. Uh, to go out and, and spread his word, to go out and to be uh, his missionaries, his, his ambassadors. Um, and so that's, that's when he goes there again, 18 through 
22, he says, uh, he call, he sees uh, Andrew and Peter fishing, and he says, hey, come uh, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Immediately. Then you see in the very next thing, you see um, uh, uh, Peter, uh, not Peter, but James and John mending their nets with their father. And he says, hey, come follow me. And we're, uh, let's see here, in, my, in the New American Standard, 1995, it says, he called them, and immediately they left their boats and me, and their father, so they left their boat and their father, and back then, you know, your kids were supposed to take over your business, because mm -hmm. you would get old and you wouldn't be able to do it anymore. And then it says, and followed him. Now, there are people out there who want to sit there and take this verse or these verses, and they want to say, well, Jesus was real well known in that time, and Jesus had uh, this going on and that going on. And, and Andrew was even a disciple of, of John, which, which is true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they want to say, you know, therefore, it wasn't like a major decision for them. And I'm going... I don't care if Johnny Mac came up to me and said, Hey, drop what you're doing, drop your hammer and come follow me. I think I'd be to my, uh, is that Johnny Mac? <laughs> yeah. Where are we going, is he, Johnny? Is he calling me? Hey, are you Johnny? Yeah. I mean, like, like I want verification. I want, <laughs> I wouldn't immediately drop what I was doing to go follow him. And I, I really like Johnny Mac's ministry. I, I would love to be able to sit down with him and talk with him for an hour or two, right? Or, or be able to, to spend a week or two, follow, you know, like, but we're talking about following, following. We're talking about giving your life to this person. I'm not doing that to him. Now, Johnny Mac would want me to give his life, my life to Johnny Mac, you know, because he's Christian. But uh, name, name any other big name pastor right name, name any other big name pastor um it, and it's the same story uh Vody Bacham, johnny hunt uh adrian rogers is dead but i always like throwing him in there um uh, charles stanley I, I don't care what the name is if i if he came out and just said hey come follow me there'd be hesitation i don't care how much i like him or how well known his ministry is it's still it was still a miraculous thing that God did when He called these people and they responded. In my mind, I, I don't I, I don't know I don't know what the circumstances were, but people try to just kind of go. Ah, therefore, they were already you know they were basically already there. I, I don't know I don't, and I'm not going to say any of that's wrong. I'm just saying that let's legitimately look at what was happening there and and go and and find all. And the fact that people just went, all right, pops, we out, son. Love you. Yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you at uh, Hanukkah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 so I just, I don't know. To me, that's an amazing thing. And, and they did it. They did it. Why? Because, and, and what are they doing? Once they follow Christ, they're, they're becoming, they become followers of Christ and they're reflecting his light. Do you think um, the word of what Jesus is doing is is spreading around? Like by the time he calls them, they've heard about him. 
they know who he is. All right, then. Or I think there's a good time frame off. No, no, no. I think there's a good chance that they had heard about what he had been doing in in the Galilee area. Um, There's a good chance that they had even heard him preach before. Right. Hmm. But to, to just quit your job and leave your daddy out there on the boat. That's not a normal thing. Mm-mm. That's not, that's not a, and well, so like the authority that he speaks with too. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, I mean, and, and we and see where Jesus Christ speaks one time and it knocks the soldiers back. We see where people went to go arrest him. And when he spoke to them, they, they, uh, and they went back to the, the Sadducee. No, not Sadducee. They went back to the Sanhedrin. And they were like, hey, why didn't you arrest Jesus? And he said, ain't nobody ever spoke like this guy before. And, you know, yeah, he he's robed in flesh, but he's still God Almighty, and he's still the creator. Yeah. Therefore, when he speaks, creation obeys him. Yeah. It, it has to. I mean, yeah. by, by law, it, it, it has to. Uh, you put that water in the jug? Yeah, 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 we did that. It's wine now. Go pour it out. Uh, oh, you need you need you need some money for taxes. Okay. Hey, Peter, uh, does the son have to pay taxes to the father? No. Yeah, this is all mine, by the way. Right. If you go down to the if you go down to the edge of the shore, you'll see if you'll find a fish, and there'll be a coin in his mouth. It, it'll suffice. I, I mean, I mean. He says he he makes the point. He makes the point. Does the king tax his son? And then he said calls for creation to obey him and says that there's a fish out there with a coin in his mouth. He made the creation pay the tax to the worldly king. <laughs> it's his anyway. Yeah. I, I mean he, it's he it's an amazing would have been anywhere. Yeah, he could have said, pull off your right sandal. I mean, right. I mean, it's just. Lift up your foot. There's a coin under it. I mean, he could have said whatever he wanted to. Peter said, it would have been a lot easier if it was under my foot. <laughs> but Peter, he loved the fish. So that was just a, that was just a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Peter hangs a little sign up when he walks away, gone fishing. Gone fishing. Uh, Going to pay the master's taxes. Yeah. I just, it's an amazing thing. Uh, so there again, if you want to see the world change, be obedient to Christ. Follow him. Uh, do what he says immediately. How many times have we done or missed out on something because we, we hemmed and hauled mm. because we, we said, uh, well, I might do that tomorrow, God. And, and then the opportunity doesn't show up tomorrow. It showed up today. You know, and, sometimes too, whenever he's pressing on us to do things, um, and we start looking for those excuses not to it. 
it doesn't seem logical sometimes to do what he wants us to do. There, there's those instances, but if we are obedient and you take that step in faith, then the path starts becoming clearer. You start to yeah. see where you're stepping your feet and he's supplying with you with what you need as you need it. You talked earlier about, um, you're praying for that, uh, to be protected against temptation yeah, and everything. Um, my prayer more lately has been for faith and wisdom, wisdom to be a good steward. I mean, everything's his, he's, um, chosen me to, to be a steward of some certain things and to be a good steward of that and to, and to have wisdom so that I can, do his will to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. If we move on to verse 32, it says, uh, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee. How did I wind up doing the reading? Isn't that your job? Uh, you took it, son. I gave it. You took it. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, Jesus was going through all Galilee teaching there. What, what verse did you say? 23, 23. Okay. I thought you said 32. I may have, this is why you do the reading (laughs) (laughs) read on brother. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. All right. So we're going to stop there for a second and, and look at what Christ was doing. He's teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Now, at this time, he's proclaiming, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We can say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. That's right. the, the king has came made the sacrifice, made the way, we follow him, and he, he's cleared the path. We follow, it doesn't make it, make, make it an easy path. He just cleared it. Um, I'm going to bring up a bad memory for you, but that time we got um, off trail, or, or not even off trail, but we followed the wrong trail in the mountains, it was, especially considering we were not prepared for a hiking trip, uh, that trail had been cleared for us. Right. It was still hard. Part of it ran through the creek. Part of it, uh, uh, there were bear. We found bear. Uh, scared me to no end. Uh, uh, um, you know. An adventure. Yeah. Yeah. But we followed the path, and we followed the path. It was hard. Like I said, found bare. There were places where the path, the grass was tall on both ends, and we're walking what was basically a, a deer path. Yeah. Um, yep. We would get to an intersection, and we think, okay, we'll, we'll find our – nope, nope, keep moving, keep moving. And it's uphill. How many how – many, do you remember how many thousand feet we climbed? No. Sure. I mean, it was, it was a I, lot. Yeah. I, and it was all uphill. 
And we finally came out to a road and got a signal on the cell phone and and it was nighttime and we had one light, it's dying. I, I say this to say Christ has cleared the path. We followed the path. The path isn't easy, even though he's cleared it. Mm-hmm. But you follow that path, and where you wind up will be in glory, the kingdom of God. Um uh that that remind just that story reminded me of the uh if you've ever read Pilgrim's Progress. Mm. It says, don't stray from the path. Stay on the path. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what we do. We follow Christ. He's cleared the path. We're to stay on the path. And there'll be things to try to pull us off the path. There'll be things to try to stumble us on the path. There'll be all kinds of distractions and, and, and hardships on the way. But you stay on that path that Christ has cleared. And, and He's teaching about the kingdom of God. And we can say the kingdom of God has came, the king of the kingdom has come and prepared that path. Now we are able to follow him. And we have a, we have a connection to heaven. Mm -hmm. We have a connection to heaven. Our strength does not come from us. It comes from heaven. Our, our language our ability to to slog on no matter how hard the circumstances are uh when you see people all over the world standing for their faith and literally dying for their faith when you hear about in england some of my some of my favorite people to 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 read about were in england during the, the reformation and one of them is William Tyndale, who tr- mm. basically did the, the, the bulk of the labor for translating the uh, Bible into English at his time. And uh, um, oh, his name's slipping my mind. He's the one that said, uh, uh, play the part of the man, Mr. Ridley. Latimer. Latimer. Latimer and just his his boldness as they're lighting a fire at his feet because he he wanted people to know Christ and he was and he said you know they'll they'll light a they'll light a flame or candle I don't remember the exact quote that they'll have to see and they did it was shortly after that that they uh, changed the law. And they lit a flame of, of, of reformation in England. We, that same power that allows them to do that is the same power we have living in us. Oh, what's that song you like to sing on Sundays? I say you like to sing it on Sundays. You, you sing it occasionally on Sunday morning. Uh, the same power. That's what that, it's called. By Jeremy Kemp. Same power. Okay, well, but the, the lyrics, it's the same power, the power that, that rose, that rose Jesus, Jesus from the grave. That's, that's it. Right. That's the line I was trying to think of. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that we have. The same power that spoke the universe into creation, he funnels down to us. And we can lean into that. That power allows us to preach the gospel 
fearlessly. That power allows us to go into the world and and uh, you saw Paul where Paul went into the city, got beat up. They thought he was dead. They throw him out and he gets back up and he goes right back into the city. It wasn't because Paul's that tough. It was because he had the Holy Spirit dwelling in him. Allowing him to be able to 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 get back up and go. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people in the Ukraine are Christian. I, I don't. I hope there's a lot. But if you want to see the world change to the point to where to the point to where uh People are following Christ and, 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 and life is, is, I don't want to say easier or better. I'm trying to be very careful how I phrase this, but that life, you, you just, you see God working in your community, in your world, all the way from your tiniest little community, all the way to the ends of the, to the Ukraine and China, right? Be faithful where God has you. Do exactly what, what he's talked about, what we've talked about here in the scripture, where uh, uh, Christ has, has uh, brought light to the darkest places. Boldly, they killed him for um, him, bring, him being uh, God, and they did not want to accept that. Uh, so he's, he's, as he's teaching and he's proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, he healed the sick among the people among the, uh, let me read that because I think I'm mixing up what I'm remembering, what I'm actually reading, uh, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And the news about him spread through all Syria and they brought to him all who were ill those suffering with various diseases and pain, demonic, epileptics, uh, paralytics, and the and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee. The disciples, no, no, no. Uh, I don't know. And uh, Jerusalem and. Uh, uh, Judea and from beyond the Jordan. Decapolis, excuse me. Deca I, could, I don't know why I couldn't get that word, but all right, Decapolis. So yeah. we see that he went and he started healing. He started, he was healing everyone. People were coming to him all over. God heals today. God heals today. Heals, he heals, he can heal the Ukraine. He can heal America. He can heal you. If you are, are living in sin, if you have a lifestyle that is un, ungodly, God can heal you. God can take that sin, put it on the cross. He takes it and bears it on his own. Your sin goes to him. His righteousness goes to you. Yeah. And, and you say, well, what about my sickness? Well, we'll burn that bridge, you know, 
let, let, let's deal with the sickness of the heart first. And he does and, and will heal that. The sickness of the body is a different story. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Um, even in the Bible, even in Acts, um, uh, not in Acts, but I don't remember what verse it is, but Paul says, I've got, I've asked God to remove this thorn on my side three times. And he says, no, that my grace is sufficient, that, uh, he's made great in my weakness. Therefore, I, I find, I, I find, um, is it that I find joy? Joy or comfort? Com yeah. In my, in, in, in him using me in my weakness. God's an amazing God. Amen. And we have to learn to, to submit to him and love him. Or this stuff is just going to get worse. This stuff will just get worse. But the gospel is spreading. If it, if it never, if nobody in America gets saved from this day forward, that doesn't mean the gospel has stopped working. The gospel is flourishing in places like China and and South America and and North Africa. It's it's flourishing, and they're going through larger hardships than we are to be honest. And we should be shining the light, not trying to hide our light in the culture, right? We don't want to, we don't uh, want to hide our light until the person likes us. And then be like, ah, see the light, you know, mm -hmm. gotcha. You know, it, it, we, we don't want to do that. We want to, we want that light to shine everywhere we go. And hopefully somebody gets saved and they, their light starts to shine. Now you got two lights reflecting Christ. And then maybe another or two people get saved. I mean, it started with, it started with a handful of Jews in, in Jerusalem. It didn't start with, it didn't start in Europe. It spread to Europe. Mm. It, it didn't start there. We, we got, it's a Western religion. It's a Jew, it's a it's a religion by the Jews. All the original Christians were Jews, ethnically, ethnically, Jews. It's not the white man's religion. It's not the black man's religion. It, it, and let's be honest with you, it's not even the Jews' religion. It is God's religion that He's given us by His grace. Yes, sir. Submit to him, love him. Uh, follow him. And you say, I, I I, I'm trying to follow him, but I still struggle with, with my tongue or with this or that. Lean into him harder. Let him take it. Don't, don't, don't try to stop your own. Give it to him. Pray. Read his word. Um, let, let him, let him deal with your sin. He'll, he'll handle it a lot better than you can. And that doesn't have here. Let me clarify something. That doesn't mean you get to go, Oh boy, I go curse all I want or whatever it is. Right? No, it just, it just means you, you'll do your best. You'll do your best and God will remove the parts that you can't do.
Yeah. God will handle that part that you can't do. You just do your best following him. And whatever you can't do, he'll take it from there. Again, well, actually, he took it from the beginning. You, you couldn't have done any of it, right? Right. <laughs> Let me clarify again. There's so many clarifications in this. Um, he, he, he made it to where you could do it what, what you are now. And you, we tend to think that we got there on our own, our own ability, but we didn't. He did it. Right. So That's good. All right. Well, I don't know how long we've been doing this. I, I didn't set my timer, and I didn't look at the clock. Uh, sounds like a good place to wrap up though. Don't you? Yeah, I believe it is, man. All right. Well, planted that plane nicely. All right. Well, now that I'm a pilot, uh, wait, you're not Russian. Are you? That means the Russians are here. If the plane, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Um, have you got anything to add or, or I feel like I just kind of took over that. I don't know. No, no, that was good. That was good. It was making me think of just some of the stuff that God's been teaching me lately, which is what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes it's like, uh, it, it doesn't look practical. It doesn't look like I can do this. You put that step out there and God will do the rest. It's not practical. You, you just, I mean, you just it, move and he does the work. Just like what you're saying, if you're dealing with a sin or, or anything, you do the best you can. You put forth the steps to to, to not sin and God yeah. removes it. Yeah. Well, and going back to the practical statement, um, I, I'm, I'm going back to David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. How practical was it that we send a boy carrying five stones and a slingshot? That's a good point. And and we tried to be practical, right? We saw Saul say, hey, man, here, put on my armor. But the armor didn't fit him. And and so. Yeah, how uh, practical is that whenever you can't move from being weighed down by armor? Yeah. You might as well sit at the camp and do nothing because that's what you're going to be able to do. But, but, I mean, armor's the practical thing in warfare, though, right? Sure. Yeah. But but God, the way God handled this, in our view, would have been impractical. In fact, Goliath says, do you send a dog to me with sticks? Right. Uh, I even saw a guy one time. He said he he showed like this ancient slingshot that was like the slingshot we think of that does like that. But it was on this big stick, you know, and he he throwing rocks with that. It was it was just kind of cool. But and he said, I wonder he didn't say that it was, but he said, I wonder if this wasn't what David had. And it, it may very well have Maybe. been. It may not have been that that's Artists. not important. It's still impractical, even to the point to where Goliath calls him out for it. He says, mm-hmm. you're going to send me a boy with a stick and my dog. But God guided that rock straight to the dome piece of Goliath and put him out. And then David showed him how practical it was when he sawed his head off with a sword. That's right. And there again, we look back at David and Goliath and we go, well, you know, that's practical because God, da, 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 da. but in the moment that, that wasn't practical. No. Only reason we say it's practical is because God made it work. Yeah. And so I, I, I read the part of that whenever, you know, Saul goes out and says, May the Lord be with you. It's like, may the Lord be with you. Oh, he's off to his death. Yeah. 
Lord be with you. You're gonna need it. <laughs> sure, what to be you about now? <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, yeah. If it ain't for God, he definitely gonna be dead. <laughs> that was the point, too, right? That was there the point that it's go. God. Uh-huh. It's God. Um, you know, when we go, you can face your, you can face your, your, your glass. Well, David faced glass, not me. Um, and 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 uh, you can face them all you want without God fighting the battle for you. You're gonna lose every time. Yeah, that guy may, may stomp your head in the ground. <laughs> Talk about fee five fold full. And that's that's the point. I smell the blood of a Jewish man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the point in God using people like a little boy. You know, God showing up in a, um, a manger. Yeah. You know, in a cave full of animals. Yeah. And God bringing Paul down to the point of he said i've got this thorn in the flesh and but he knew that he would be he would be boastful he yeah. knew that god is exalted in our weaknesses because of our amen. tendency to boast in ourselves amen and if you don't believe that the whole you can face your goliaths it, that's that's there's the telltale sign right there we like to take these stories and make them about us that's what the 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 people call uh, bad theology. <laughs> Word. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the point. <laughs> uh, let me ask you one quick question before we get off the. Uh, I was about to say off the air. Um, I grew up with talk radio. Rushlin Bob. What was that? Um, there was another guy that was real pop. Anyways, how can they find us if they wanted to find us? On the interweb, son. And we got a website and all that good stuff. That's www.bigfootrevival.com. Head on over there and check out some of our old podcasts. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Hopefully a good one. Uh, if it's good, uh, we'll th- say thank you. If it's bad, we're going to laugh at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, this podcast was not about big feet. Well, duh. Uh, <laughs> what made you think it was? But anyway, you can drop us an email if you want to at bigfootrevival at gmail.com. And remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Yo, Yeti! Yo! We out, son. Who says?